Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy, and I'm the pastor at Doxa Church. I'm joined by my wife, Julie. Hello, Julie. Hello. Welcome to this gloomy Thursday. 2022. Yes. New it, year. January 13th. It's taken us a little while to get back on the podcast train. But here we are. We're here and ready to go. I know, I know. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. We most certainly did. It was also a little more hectic than it normally is for us. it was. Some of you already know this. Those of you who are in our church, we've talked a lot about everything going on. It's been one thing after the next with health. And I know a lot of people are still dealing in the throes of uncertainty and COVID is still rearing its ugly yes, head and the flu and yeah all kinds of things i know and then we have snowmageddon like threatening us right now yes it's crazy i went to ingles today here it is a thursday it's supposed to happen sunday in the parking lot was slammed there was yeah. two carts yeah when i went to grab a cart that's how busy they were well we're gonna try to get this podcast out this weekend so you can get this content as well Maybe with some blankets and some hot cocoa and a fire and have a book at at the stand. I did make stuff for cinnamon rolls. So if you live in our neighborhood, then you might get some cinnamon rolls this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Just send us an SOS and we'll have Beckham bike down some cinnamon rolls for all of you who live in the city. it's really icy. It's going to be a good year. We, We have kicked off a new series called Ren the Heavens at Doxa Church where we're going through the why of our church, why we do what we do and where that's coming from the mission of our church and the motivation of our church. So there's so much there. A lot of this series honestly is tough for me because I don't want it to sound like a big lecture. You know, there's so much to teach. There's so much content. I still want to preach exegetically. So wrestling through a topical series isn't really my go-to forte. And I told Julie, we were thinking about getting some more voices in this podcast season. We, we left off with that. That's still going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. But for the foreseeable future, as we're in this series, the place we're at with our church just naturally lends itself to talking about some of this material through the podcast. Yeah. So some of it's going to be based on the sermon. Some of it will be maybe a little more rabbit trailed out from that mm-hmm. on some topics that aren't necessarily from his sermons. And like David said, it's going to be the two of us for a few episodes, but this season there's going to be more mm. guests sprinkled in, yeah. which is exciting. We're going to get on that. It, it has just been a wild ride to just finally get back into a rhythm. Like we have had so many things happen. Yeah, our kitchen flooded. <laughs> I mean, one thing <laughs> after the next. Eight-year-old had appendicitis. I'm throwing up all the time, you know. Yeah, but Life enough is about us. I know we're not the only ones. Like you guys are, you got most yes. of you are there too, in the same place. Life can just be wild, which is why we have to cling to Christ Absolutely. and do what we're going to be talking about, which is worshiping Christ first and foremost. Yes, I think too with everything that we've gone through in the last couple months, and we're not alone. I know several of you out there in our church or other listeners that. You've just had a really rough season. It's like one thing from the next happens. And I just want to encourage you. I can attest for David and I that when these hard things happen, God is growing us and stretching us. When life is great, and it's it's awesome when life is just going great. <laughs> 
But, you know, when you look back at those times, are you really growing and trusting in those times? Maybe you are, but a lot of times not. Mm -hmm. And it's in these hard times and these struggles where we're challenged to trust the Lord. And it's painful, but it's also beautiful to look back and see the growth and the depth that he's working in our lives. And David and I can attest to that. And I think in this season, we'll be able to share some of those things that we're learning from these really hard things that we've been going through. And it's it's been really great for us. It has. It has. Learning to cling to Christ and worship him in the sunshine and in the rain. So we'll go ahead and start with a definition of worship. How does that sound? Awesome, David. Why don't you share with us your definition? Yeah. We all have an idea, right? We're obviously. But to get everyone on the same page, worship is giving yourself to someone or something out of love, adoration, and action. <laughs> giving yourself to someone or something out of love, adoration, and action. And if your worship isn't God, if that's not the one that you are worshiping, it's going to be someone or something else because mm-hmm. we are hardwired in our DNA to be worshipful beings. God has created us to worship him. And if we're not worshiping him, we're going to be worshiping some a gift. Mm-hmm. We're going to be worshiping a gift of the giver of all good gifts. You know, We're going to be worshiping a piece of the creation rather than the creator. So it's very important to enjoy the gifts that he has given you, absolutely, but keep that in balance with our God and Savior being the primary object of our worship. Yeah, like all our life is worship. Everything that we do, Mm -hmm. the Lord can get glory from. And whether it's your relationship with your neighbor or your mundane job. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that in Life Group last night. Like just dealing with people in the workplace and or folding the laundry, doing the dishes, picking up the kids from school, like all of these things, if we put Christ at the center of it and we're doing it for his glory, we're doing it with excellence, we're doing it with a way to shine his light Mm -hmm. into this world, that is an act of worship. Absolutely. I'm reminded of Romans 12, one and two. I'm gonna read that for you guys. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable. You know what I just did? I'm reading the ESV, and I just, I'm not reading it. I'm quoting it. (laughs) Actually, what I'm supposed to be reading is, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's so good. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So there was actually a song that just came on this morning as I was driving Beckham and Paxton to school, and I was explaining to Beckham and Paxton, before you guys were born, we didn't have Spotify. <laughs> and if you wanted a song on your phone, you had to buy it on iTunes for a dollar. And they were just I blown away. They're like, what? Like, you had to buy every individual song for a dollar? Like, yeah, you had to pick and choose your favorite songs. And so on my phone, I still have like 30 different songs that I bought pre 2012, like 2013, before Beckham was 
born. Um, a lot of these were like I bought before I even knew you, and they're still on my iTunes. They won't go away. It's kind of annoying because one of them is a really loud song by the Avett Brothers that if I plug Ugh. my phone in, we always are like, sick of that song. Like It always comes on. It always comes on. But anyway, I'm so tempted to just to delete my iTunes off my phone, but I don't think you can. Anyway, all that said, a song came on that I had bought in like 2011, right? And it's called The Drifter by Mike Maines and the Branches. And it's a beautiful <laughs> song. It's a David song. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't> that great, <laughs> folks. <laughs> it is an awesome song. And Beckham and Paxton were like glued to it because it's a so- whole song talking about it's a personal testimony. Mm-hmm. Mike Maines was a liar. He burned so many bridges. He ran out of bridges to burn. Like, And it's like, I've hurt people because it's been about myself. Mm-hmm. And he's just openly confessing that in the song. And then he starts quoting Romans 12, like, and the whole thing points back to, I want to give my life back to you. You were for me, not against me. You're always there for me. And this is my life. This is what I want to give to you, mm-hmm. my life. And that is our spiritual worship. So that's where it all begins and ends. Yeah. Individually, we have to understand that as Christians. I think it's easy to think of worship in the sense of, well, I sing to the Lord praises and I'm worshiping him. Mm. But it's way more than that. It's it That is a part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. That's one piece. Big piece, yeah. Um, but not at all. But even our offering. Mm-hmm. How we interact with our kids, how we interact with our coworkers, how we interact with mom and dad. Like how mom and dad choose to explain things to their kids. How you deal with your in-laws. Mm-hmm. All of these things, they all add up. And if we're not worshiping Christ, we're not going to get where we need to be. Which big picture, if you if you zoom out and you look at, okay, let's stop talking about our own hearts right now for a minute. Let's talk about the church. With our church, Doxa Church, our mission is to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And we focus on four primary things that we have to continually stay focused on, right? It's preaching the word of God worshiping Jesus Christ, there's witness, and there's prayer. Like those are the four things like you have to do as a church, right? And the way these practically work out, the way they actually function in real life, if you want to break it down another level, is you worship Christ, you walk with Christ, and you work through Christ. So that's really where the rubber meets the road. And if you start tracing those things back, okay, well, the work through Christ piece can easily sound like, oh, rolling up my own sleeves. I got to get things done. I got to do it right. You can easily, if you're not balanced, make it a workspace thing. And it will be a workspace out of balance thing if you don't first walk with Christ. Because Mm -hmm. true working for Christ, like producing fruit, bearing fruit, loving others, it just comes from your walk with God because you see how much he loved you and you overflow with love for others. So the working through Christ comes from the walking with Christ and the walking with Christ is initiated by worshiping Christ. Mm -hmm. When we put him number one and we value him out of love and adoration and action, when we're worshiping him, our walk with him is gonna grow stronger and then we'll produce that fruit. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's really how it breaks down. And that's what we believe as a church. So we keep it simple. We don't want to 
just add a whole bunch of things for you to do and boxes to check off and ministries to be a part of. We want to give you the margin in your life to invest in others, to have people over for dinner. I, I think about how we introduced this whole series. You know, at the beginning of the year, we had a, had a service that was really different than normal where I talked about anthropology, like the way people think in the first half of it. And then we talked about the biblical worldview on that. And if you recall, everybody looks at life and, and leans one direction or another, just naturally. You have, and I'll, I'll just brush through this pretty quickly, but you have a person, you have two types of people, and then there's two subcategories really of both types. You're either naturally tend to just look back to the past. Your thoughts are always going back to something in the past, or you're just blocking that out and you're looking forward to the future. And you're always just looking ahead at what's ahead, what's ahead. And under those two categories, you have the people who look at the past with concern. And then you have the people who look at the past with rose-colored glasses. The people who look at the past with concern, a lot of times they've gone through something super, super hard. Maybe there's been a really tragic event happen or experience that they've gone through and it really dominates their thoughts still. There's people who look at the past and they just remember the glory days of when they were young and fit and healthy and they had everything going for them and they remember what the country was like back then and, and then they just feel down and awful about the prospects of the future. You have the people who look ahead with fear. They are really in on current events. The doom and gloom kind of sets in. Or you have the just straight up, I'm always going to make everything positive and I'm going to block out all the past. I'm just going to look forward. It's going to be a better, brighter tomorrow. And I was talking about the book of Revelation where at the end of the day, we have to have a balance with all those things, okay? We have to live in the moment that's the way God teaches us, like take things day by day. So live in the moment with grace and reflection on the past and realism and optimism for the future. So there's balance with all three of those pieces, living in the moment with grace and reflection on the past and realism and optimism for the future. That's a way to have a balanced walk in your life, a new walk for a new year, right? So really go back to the main point here. All of that goes back to first and foremost, worshiping Christ. Our church has to primarily be about worshiping Christ. Yeah. And I think too, this is where John four comes into place. Mm -hmm. You know, that was one of your texts for this sermon, but I'm going to start reading in verse 21. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the father. You worship that you do not know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So I think we just talk about verse 24 here, 23 and 24, but mm -hmm. God is the spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. This is such a big thing because I think what happens is you can have spirit and truth, but they easily become imbalanced. Maybe you lean more towards truth. Maybe you lean more towards spirit. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And this can happen in the church. Mm -hmm. And when you lean more heavily, obviously there becomes an imbalance and it's mm -hmm. not a good thing. There mm -hmm. can be some really big ramifications from that. So it's just kind of a self-check. Where am I at? Do you lean more towards yeah. the truth side of things? Are you more in the more emotional, mm -hmm. get caught up in the moment? Yeah. And it's good to clarify here too, just our definitions, because this is another thing we were talking about in life group. Somebody asked, well, is this the Holy Spirit? And some translations even have this as a capital S, making oh, it yeah. appear to be the Holy Spirit. We talked a long time about this. Yeah. <laughs> and really, yes, there's this theological piece here. God is a spirit. God does not have a physical body like we do. But we are made in his image with a soul. God is a, God is a spirit, okay? So it's saying that about God. And when it says worship in spirit and truth is what it's saying is, the spirit side of it is the whole person, okay? So you're not just worshiping in truth. You also have to have the right heart mm -hmm. and the right passion and energy and motivation. You know, the heart is the seat of the emotions, right? We see that in scripture. So you can say the right thing, the truthful thing, without the right spirit. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter like that you said a true statement. You said the right thing the wrong way, and the message is completely lost. So I think, yeah, everything you just pointed out there, Julie, like personally, everybody, and we even had our life group all, and I said, hey, who leans more towards like, you're just more of an emotional person, and you really like to get in tune with your feelings and where somebody else is at. Who's more of a, a spirit person, like the spirit of the law person, mm -hmm. raise your hand. And then who's more of, you want to fight for truth. You want to just get in there and it's wrong. You want to correct it and you want to take a stand for the truth. People are going to naturally fall one or two You know, it's kind of funny. What happened was not everyone is married in our life group, but of the people that were married, it was <laughs> split down the middle. Yeah. One spouse yeah. was one and one spouse was the other. And we just all laughed about that, how God always kind of brings opposites together. Yeah. He does it to balance us out. We're complimenting each other. And yes. a lot of times, not always, but I mean, if you have two people who are just really in touch with the emotional side of it, it's really easy to kind of fall the other way. And if you have two people <laughs> who are just all about the truth, like I'm telling you what, heads will butt and there will be some clashes. But as a church, <clears throat> this is so important too, because just like personally, just like as you analyze this personally and think through like, where do I naturally fall? I need to be balanced with this. Mm -hmm. Jesus's message there, she was convicted and she just changed the subject on Jesus to really run away from the conviction. You know, that's really the, the story here, where, where we're at, where we picked it up. And Jesus is saying, his whole point is, no, you can't just have truth. You have to have spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. And those who worship God must worship him this way. So it's not just the meat. It's you have to add something else to the meat to have a balanced diet, right? You have to have meat and vegetables. And if you're going to worship God the right way, you have to have both. Yeah. You can't just overemphasize one or the other. They're both important, and they mm -hmm. both have their place. So for the people who are all about, I love theology, I love getting in the word, and you just eat that stuff up. Like, it's great. You love seminary, you love write, writing books, reading books. Absolutely, I'm that way. I'm naturally more of the truth person. And as I mature in my walk with Christ and seek balance in him, I always have to make sure 
I'm walking with the Holy Spirit and I'm checking my own heart. Like, where's the gentleness and respect? You think about Peter at the end of his life. He's like, hey, always give Mm -hmm. a reason for the hope that is within you when you're dealing and talking with lost people who don't understand, but do it, he says, with gentleness and respect. And there's a guy who literally was chopping off people's ears and ready to go fight, fight for what was right. And as, as he matured in his walk with God over the years, he made sure to add that emphasis, do it with gentleness and respect. It's like, where's the mm-hmm. spirit at with when you are handling the truth? Yeah, I think a good example of this is when you're dealing with your kids, if you have kids or if you don't, maybe you have nieces or nephews or kids around you, kids can do some funny things sometimes and they need to be reined in. Mm-hmm. And it can get under your skin sometimes. And so it's easy to yell and you're saying the truth, but the way you're saying it, there's no spirit there that communicates the truth in a loving way. So it's not heard. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're an adult, you're a young adult and you have to, the same thing is going to apply now with your relationship with your mom and dad. You're not in the home where you are, commanded by God to obey your parents anymore. Now it's the honoring your parents side of things and you're going to have conversations and there's going to be misunderstandings. And again, the spirit and truth principle needs to be applied. So yeah, just as that is a big piece personally, same thing applies with churches. So it's really easy for a church to either take like the truth emphasis or the spirit emphasis of how do people feel? And we've seen this churches who compromise on the truth. Why do they do that? Well, mm-hmm. it's because I really don't want to offend this person's feelings. And, you know, this just doesn't seem right to me. And they're listening to the world's perspective on it. And they're swayed by that in an emotional sense to where they compromise on the truth. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other churches who are just like, this is what God says. We got to fight for this. And then we're just basically banging people over the head with it. And there's no room for grace. There's no patience. There's no space for people to be real and confess things and to be honest with themselves. So it's just really important as a church that we always strive for balance in both of these areas. Yes. That is worshiping God in spirit and truth. close David I think there's just a few questions we can ask ourselves what or who are you worshiping Mm -hmm. ask yourself is it God is it yourself is it your spouse is it your kids is it video games is it fill in the blank what Mm -hmm. is it that you worship and usually you can tell that by like what gets you the most worked up what gets you the most energized and riled up and and you're passionate about and your time yeah that you can you can honestly answer that question what takes up most of your time and that Mm -hmm. will give a really good indicator to where you're at what do you want to just naturally talk about you know even in life group at church at work do you want to talk about christ because you are worshiping him with your life or is it the last thing you want to talk about that should tell you a lot with where your spirit is at on that yeah and do you need to be rethinking how you worship in your life Mm -hmm. think about that for a moment I dare say most of the people who are listening to this podcast, they want to worship Christ first and foremost. But you have to analyze, am I taking the time to get in the word? Am I taking the time to just mentally process things? 
Mm-hmm. Do I always have to have something on? Am I always listening to music? Am I always running the... This is like me too. I'm speaking to myself here. Like I have so many podcasts I listen to. I'm always wanting to just jump in on that. But a part of worship is just getting in a quiet space. Praying. And then part of prayer is pausing and, and taking a moment to listen to what is the Holy Spirit saying to you. You know, he's going to answer your question. Usually he answers it a lot faster than you think if you're actually in that mode to listen to him. And I think what happens, and I know this is probably another topic for another day, but we're so busy, like we don't even sit down to be still to even ask the question. Mm -hmm. So carve out time. Be still and know that I'm God. Mm -hmm. Be still and ask, ask the Lord to show you how are you doing with your worship? Is he the one you're worshiping or is it something else? Yeah, that is exactly where it's at. Well, thanks, Julie. I think this, Thank is, you. this was another important piece of the conversation. I'm going to be preaching on walking with Christ next, and that's going to probably be our podcast next week. Looking forward to it. I want to also say here, If you are not subscribed already on iTunes or in Spotify, please do that. And if you could give us a review, this is an important thing in the algorithm to get this podcast out there for more and more people. So please like, go ahead and comment if you so desire, share and spread the word. We love having these conversations. Please, as always, reach out to us with any feedback you have. You are loved.